And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Wednesday. It is hump day. Hope everybody's enjoying themselves. Uh, we've got a fun show coming your way. We can't wait to talk about you guys, uh, talk about sports with you guys and get everything out in the open in terms of our local sports scene. Um, we've got a fun show coming your way in the next segment. We've got Brody Williams of South Lafouche High School. His team took a tough one last night against Lutcher. Hard-fought game goes the way of the Bulldogs. Um, Tarpons had chances. Lutcher's just really good, man. They've got athletes all over the floor. They made some things happen. Early in the season, they took some lumps. Yeah, guess what? They didn't have their football guys. Guess what they have now? They've got their football guys, and they were very impressive yesterday getting a win in the tank last night over a Tarpon team that actually played pretty well. Just Lutcher outplayed him. B.J. Daniels at 36 points, uh, but Lutcher was able to come on the road and get a win. Then at 12.15, we've got Taylor Griffin that'll be coming on the line, chatting with us about everything that um, that the Turtle is seeing in the world of local sports. Uh, we'll be chatting with Taylor about the Royal Rumble. Heck, we haven't even really talked much about the Royal Rumble and how epic and amazing that was. We'll be chatting with Turtle at 12.15 about all of that. Then we've got our mailbag questions that will get answered. Uh, can't wait for that. And then we've got our betting picks at the bottom of the show. So... That's kind of the lay of the land. That's kind of a rundown of what we're going to be doing today. But before we do anything today, we want to thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here. The Blue Boot Foundation, Neil's Small Engine, Dufresne Building Materials, got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports organizations we want to thank all those folks for their support of what we're doing and now let's dive right into it let's go head first we've got our local scoreboard from last night there were a lot of results in the area last night so let's dive in and tell you how our local teams did on the boys basketball side we had in 5a central lafouche was the big winner or were the big winners last night they go on the road and get a 60-53 to win over terrebonne the trojans knock off 19 win terrebonne that's a big, big win for Coach Gage Griffin and his team because Central Lafouche is sitting, oh, in the 30s, right? And you got to get to number 28 to make it to the playoffs. So for them, uh, man, that's big. That's a huge win. It allows them to keep their playoff hopes alive, allows them to have the possibility to maybe try to sneak into that top 28, getting a huge win uh, over a rival. And a rival that, frankly, they could have beaten twice. Like Central Lafouche had a lead over Terrebonne in the late stages of the first game that those teams played in the first round of district play and actually kind of lost the game on the line, missed some free throws late. I was at that game. So the Trojans showing like, hey, man, like (laughs) I know we're outside of the top 28, but we ain't too shabby either, and they get a huge win last night. In a game that's going to have ramifications for the top of the standings in the local uh, 5A district, East St. John beats Hanville 51 to 45. Terrebonne, are you the front runner? Hanville, are you the front runner? East St. John, are you the front runner? We don't have a clue in our local 5A district, and I think it's going to just be whichever team gets hot the last two weeks because there is a there's a hodgepodge. I think everybody's now lost at least three district games. East St. John beats Hanville 51 to 45. Destrehan beats HL Bourgeois 52 to 44. Good win for Destrehan, keeping the pace over Bourgeois, who's now cooled a little bit after getting hot 
in recent weeks. Assumption beats Morgan City 69-66 to in local 4A action. <clears throat> so Assumption gets a win over the Morgan City Tigers. The game you were able to hear right here, Lutcher gets a 69-57 to win over South Lafouche in a game that went back and forth. It's Lutcher that gets the you know the last couple of breaks in the final minutes and gets the win. Patterson beats Berwick 62 to 39. Good win for the Lumberjacks over the Berwick Panthers. And then we also had St. James falling to E.D. White. E.D. White gets a good win, 57 to 52 over St. James. Great win for Coach Keefe and his team. Homa Christian School starts district play with a win over Fisher, 67 to 31. Good win for Homa Christian. Dustin Adams Jr. had a big day for Homa Christian School who continues their nice work in the first season under Richard Jones. And we go to single A. Our old buddy Central Catholic out in Morgan City, they get a 76-56 win over Generette on the road. That's a good win for Central Catholic. And then we got Hanson Memorial get a 48-29 win over CCA. CCA's a little behind the curb this year. They're brutally young. They're going to continue to get better and continue to get more experience. And Central Catholic is kind of the lead dog in our local single-A contingent, getting a 20-point win over Generette. <clears throat> now we look at the girls' basketball scores from last night. Um, Central Lafouche came into the game sitting at number 28 in the power rating projections. They absolutely, positively had to beat Terrebonne last night, and they did. They took care of business, they got the win, and they get a 56-39 win. Central Lafouche now closes out the year against Destrehan, against Hanville, and against um, Thibodeau. And it's very likely that they need to win one of those games. Those are two teams that beat them earlier in the season, and it's very likely they're going to have to win one of those games to make the playoffs. So that's a very interesting scenario that Central Lafouche finds themselves in. East St. John beats Hanville 49-40 to last night in girls basketball action. Great win for the Lady Wildcats. Destrehan beats HL Bourgeois 55-30 to last night. Good win there. East St. John, that, that win there for them was huge. Big, big win. Um, Thibodeau goes outside of district play, plays New Iberia and falls 41-37. to So a good win for New Iberia beating Thibodeau, a Thibodeau team that's starting to scuffle a little bit. <clears throat> Assumption in 4A beats Morgan City in girls basketball action 62-33. to Good win for the Lady Mustangs, who I got to tell you, they're really good. South Lafouche is in a situation right now in the girls where they have to win out. And I said it last night on our broadcast, the biggest challenge for them the rest of the season will be that date against Assumption on Friday night because Assumption is playing really well. They get a 30-point win against Morgan City. Um, the Lady Tarpons beat Lutcher 50-34 to last night. Kind of a ho-hum performance. They did enough, right? They didn't play their best game of the season. Ellie Lorraine had a huge performance, near 30 points. She was doing the heavy lifting for the Lady Tarpons. I don't know, man. Just didn't play great last night. Lutcher kind of hung around and was able to do some things. South Lafouche didn't have great energy, didn't have great effort at times. But you take care of business to do what you got to do. Patterson beats Berwick 45-18. to Good win for Patterson. E.D. White gets a 68-48 to win over St. James. Congratulations for E.D. White on getting that win there. Donaldsonville was off last night, so we moved to 2A. Homer Christian was scheduled to play Ascension Christian. That game was canceled. And we moved to 1A where we could tell you that Central Catholic of Morgan City played Generette. We don't have a score reported for that one. But CCA was able to get a win over Hanson Memorial. Great win for CCA beating Hanson Memorial, getting a district victory under their belts. Let's catch a break here. Uh, it's play-by-play. -play. Hope you guys are enjoying your day. We're going to go to Brody Williams in the next segment. We'll talk with Brody about 
all of the things that the Tarpons could have maybe done a little different yesterday against Lutcher, but also, and I said this earlier in the show, I think Lutcher just played really well and did some things to make the Tarpons uncomfortable. We'll chat with Brody about that in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third-grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back, too. Your good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe, and Thibodeau. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems, Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. It's the President's Day sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. 
The IRS is the most powerful collection agency in the world. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. They do not give up until you pay. They put a lien on my house. How about you? Do you owe back taxes? Call Tax Solutions now and get some help. For a limited time, the IRS offers a tax forgiveness program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Our team can make it easier for you to pay back taxes, avoid tax liens, and get a fresh start. Sometimes you just need a second chance. I call Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. At Tax Solutions Now, our affiliates are all accredited by the Better Business Bureau and members of the National Association of Tax Professionals. We saved our home and overcame the most powerful collection agency in the world. Time is running out. Call Tax Solutions Now. Call 800-319-6697. Welcome back to Play by Play. Hope you guys are enjoying your Wednesday as much as we are. We go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we have South Lafouche Boys basketball coach, Coach Brody Williams on the line. Coach, What's good, man? Good morning. How are you? Doing good, Casey. How y'all doing? Doing fine, bro. Uh, tough one last night for the team. You guys are at home taking on a really good Lutcher team that was just giving you guys some problems, man. They were they're playing very well offensively, and you guys come up a little bit short. Talk about the way the game went last night, man. Yeah, you know, they were very extremely athletic. And they had uh, they made some shots on the outside. We tried to just switch some defenses up on them, but they uh, you know they they did well shooting the ball. And, crucial moments and uh you know they got some good players in their team they, they got some size they're fast they're athletic um uh you know we were in there when we were down maybe five or six with about three four minutes left we had to extend their defense out uh and then you know we we just got beat off the dribble and they started getting layups and they extended the lead and we had to start fouling and um it's just kind of the way it happened you know we had plenty of opportunities to to win and to, to take the lead, but it's like every time we would cut into it a little bit or get it within two, they would come down and hit a big shot. And uh, So credit hats off to them. They played well. And I thought our guys fought hard, but we just came up a little short. I, you touched on something I think is spot on, and then we were actually talking about this. It felt like every time, like it felt like you guys were chasing. It was a five- or six-point game the whole game. Every time you guys would score, they would come back and score. Then you guys would miss, and they would miss. But then when you would score, they would come back and score. Felt like you guys were just chasing them the whole game. Could never fully break the door down and take the lead and make them call a timeout. And just was one of those nights where you would start the run but could never finish the run. Yeah, like and in the first first half, it was you know take for tad, and we were going back and forth. They would go up, we would go up, and then we were down one going into the halftime and. Well, you know, one of the big things that we struggle with at times is uh, coming out and then starting fast in the third quarter. And we missed a couple shots early and a couple turnovers. They picked up some of the pressure, a couple uh, silly mistakes on our part. And we, uh, you know, we um, <clears throat> they went out to, I think, an eight-point lead at the start of the third quarter. Uh, and from there, like we said, you know, I think it eventually got up to 12 or 10. And we, we had some big plays, Nick Colby with some M1s and, cut into it um but it, like you said it just always felt like we were from playing from behind and 
we had to do things that might have been a little more out of our comfort zone at the end. And uh, when we have to do that, it's usually not in our favor. So, Pat and I said this on the air last night, so I'll ask you about it because you kind of touched on it a second ago. <clears throat> I said as soon as we got back out of our commercial to start the third quarter, I said, gentlemen, I hope I'm wrong, but, like, I just don't like Salafusha's energy. Like, just kind of walking back out on the floor, shoulders slumped, like, just didn't look like they were all that fired up. And then it took, you know, two, three minutes of Lutcher kind of beating up on you guys before they kind of got back in the game mode. What was going on there, man? And you, know, you said this has been kind of an issue all year. It felt like to start that third quarter, you guys weren't ready to go. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one of the things you know, I, I got to figure out, you know, a couple games we went into it, uh, we played more guys. And last night we played predominantly five guys in the first half and maybe one extra. The phone got in there for a little while. Titan got in there for a little while. But pretty much five guys played the whole first half. And I think they were just they were just tired. And um, I think it was kind of maybe that demoralizing to them. But then maybe they thought that they, they you know, they should have, we should have been in a better spot than where we were at half. But, I mean, we stayed positive at half. I mean, we went, it was a close game, exciting game. Um, we got to just feed off that energy a little better. And, you know, I got to do a better job maybe getting them um, more prepared coming out of half and, and getting excited to come and compete, especially in the third quarter. That was a big, uh, a big moment for us, and we kind of let that slip through our fingers. Daniels was excellent last night, 36 points. Coleman had some big moments. Kyle got some big moments. But other than that, bro, you guys really didn't get a whole lot of offense from anywhere else. And that was one of the stories of the game is Lutcher had eight or nine guys that were scoring. And they had, you know, guys, multiple guys that were getting eight, nine, ten points. Their offense was a little more diverse. How do you guys try to replicate that in future games? Yeah, I think we got to stick to our, our team concept. I thought last night we really didn't run much. Offense, and I understand. Like, I mean, BJ, he's a, he's a, I mean, terrific scorer. I mean, one of the best around. And when he gets, you know, he can have a little more freedom and and penetrate and stuff. But we gotta understand that's not who we all are. You know, we, you know, we most of our guys are gonna have to run the offense and and run the actions that we teach and score through the offense, whether it be from a, a curl up the screen or slipping the screen. I thought last night it was almost like NBA isolation balls, get the ball, we were dribbling too much, and, and, we, and which sometimes works out for us. But a lot of times against a good athletic opponent, um, they can exploit that, and, and they, they can come down and do it just as good or even better. And I think that's kind of what happened. We got away from running our team offense and, and, and setting with screens and all the things we, we try to accomplish, uh, and we kind of just stalled out and, and, and didn't uh, – weren't as effective as we could have been on the offensive end of the floor. Playing at Assumption is always a chore, brother. Like, always. Even when the Tarpons have had some really, really good teams and Assumption's been down, that, that game there always is an issue. You're going face them on Friday. You beat them once earlier this season, but they're coming in off of a win. They beat Morgan City last night. What do you got to do well to uh, go on the road and secure that win? We, we got to understand that just because you won the first game doesn't mean anything. Uh, I mean, it, it was it was close uh, the whole game last time, and they shot better than us at at our you know central at our home gym at the time. Uh, and they're gonna shoot the ball well over there. Uh, it's a long trip. We have to be mentally prepared. Um, I think that we gotta be um, not over from my standpoint, not over coach them and try to make 
this crazy elaborate game plan. We just got to play harder than them, and we got to uh, make sure that we play good defense and and the offensive end of the floor. We got to make sure we we take smart shots and then run our offense. I think it's at this time point of the year, it's going to come down to who executes what they do best, um, and and being mentally and prepared to compete for four quarters, not three quarters, not two quarters, but four quarters. No doubt about that, man. You guys are in a good spot playoff-wise, looking like you're in a great shape to get in. How do you finish the last couple of weeks of the season strong, man, because we're in that crunch run. There's two weeks left to go. How do you make sure that you guys are peaking at the right time? Yeah, just keeping our legs fresh and a lot of shooting, a lot of uh, mental preparation, watching film, um, you know, practices this time of the year, sharpen down, and we get a little less hard scrimmaging, more shooting, and we still scrimmage, but more mental reps and and uh, and a lot of shooting reps. Just save our legs and and uh, be ready to compete for two uh, two days out of the week and, uh, and some hard fought games. No doubt about that, man. Um, your freshman played today, if I'm not mistaken, at home. Uh, talk about the way yes, those sir. kids have developed, man. The good looking group, man. And I was mentioning this the other day. Future looks bright, man. Got a lot of very promising players in the program. Yeah, they they um they're gonna cap off their season tonight. Uh, hopefully. With a win, uh, they lost to Edie White earlier in the year, but very it was a very close game to the end. Uh, a guy made a shot at the end, almost at the buzzer for Edie White to win, and I think we uh, we got a good shot over here. Um, looking forward to working with those guys um, starting in May tryouts going into summer. I think we're going to have a good nucleus. I think it's going to be some guys that are going to buy in, and uh, they they got some talent. So it's just to make sure that they get. Uh, maybe a little stronger in the off season, and um, you know, mentally prepared because some of them guys are gonna have to step up sooner than later. Daniels gets uh, celebrated last night for his 1,000 points, and man, since that 1,000 point accomplishment, it feels like he's scored about 300 more since then. Um, he got his moment. He got his moment at the tank. Everybody was fired up and jacked up for him, man. And I know you've said this a bunch of times. Like it feels like I say the same thing every time I come on the radio. But special player, and I said this to Coach Kyle, he deserves every accolade he gets, man. Really good kid, too. Oh, yeah, great kid, great attitude. Uh, can't complain about anything he's uh, he's done. He's been a good leader for us this year. And, you know, we, we're going to miss him for sure when we don't have him. He's just a treat to watch play and makes your job as a coach a lot easier um, when he's just flying and dunking it all over. And it brings excitement to the fans and brings excitement to the game and, uh, even though it was a loss last night, it was an exciting high school basketball game. I think a lot of people were proud uh, to be able to come and watch that uh, that game in, at, at our home gym. No doubt, brother. Thanks so much for the time. We'll chat again soon. See you Friday, bro. I appreciate it, Casey. See you Yep. That is Coach Brody Williams doing a good job with the Tarpons. Look, man, sometimes you, you play and don't do your best. Like earlier this season, South Lafouche lost to Thibodeau. <clears throat> no disrespect to Thibodeau. Uh, but the Tarpons didn't play all that well that night, and if they would have played to their level, I think that result would have maybe been a little different. But then there are other nights, like when you played Patterson or when you played Jesuit or when you played Lutcher last night, where you kind of do your stuff and just kind of get your butt kicked. And that was the situation. You had chances. You had opportunities. And down the stretch, Lutcher just kind of had that winning pedigree, that winning mindset of, hey, we ain't scared. And this is where this is where I really believe. I really truly believe this. I think that 
You know, when we talk about specialization and multi-sport guys and all of that stuff, there are different opinions and different thoughts. And I truly believe last night we saw why guys should not, and gals, should not specialize. Should not specialize. Should play everything. Because last night in a tense and rowdy environment, last night in a hard-fought, very competitive game, Lutcher had a bunch of dudes on their team that had just won the state championship in football. So when the going got tough, they didn't blink. They didn't blink. They said, all right, that's cool. We'll get the ball to Winfield. We're going to make something happen. Throw it to our guard. We'll make it three. Like, the noise didn't rattle them. The environment didn't rattle them. The pressure of the moment didn't rattle them. And it was a ringing endorsement for why you should not specialize. Because those kids, in the heat of the fire, in the heat of the moment, whatever you want to call it, they did not blink. They did not bat an eye. They were ready to go. They were ready for every situation. And that, I think, mental toughness that they developed playing football and going win the state championship, going 15-0 and 0 or 14-1, and 1, whatever it may be, that allowed them, I think, to be better last night on the basketball floor. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. Whew, we got some stuff to talk about. We'll talk about the Sean Payton trade. We'll talk about Tom Brady. We've got a little extra time. Taylor Griffin said he will not be able to come on with us today. He's got a work meeting. So we will get Sean Payton talk in the next segment. We'll talk about Tom Brady's retirement. Then we'll get our questions. Then we'll get our picks. And it is going to be a fun second hour of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland.
At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. I had to leave my parents. I had to move schools. I don't know anyone here. Everything keeps changing. Why is this happening to me? I'm sure glad you're here. Advocate for an abused or neglected child in your community. There's a child in foster care waiting for a CASA volunteer like you. Find a program near you at louisianacasa.org. Sponsored by Louisiana CASA. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in LaRose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Yesterday was a big, big, big breaking news day if you're a New Orleans Saints fan. Sean Payton is officially gone. He is off to the Denver Broncos. New Orleans Saints traded Sean Payton's contract to the Broncos in exchange for a first-round pick in this year's draft, which is the 49ers pick, uh, so it'll be pick 29, pick 30, something like that. A second-round pick in next year's draft, but as a caveat, it's really kind of, sort of, a little bit less exciting, and you consider that next year they're also the Saints are giving the Broncos their third round pick. So it's just kind of a swap. You move up a little bit next year, and then also get a first round pick. My initial thoughts about this, I told you so. Um, <laughs> I hate to pat myself on the back, but I debated with Saints fans throughout the entire off season. Oh, they're gonna get a King's ransom. Oh, John Gruden. John Gruden got traded for two first round picks and two second round picks. I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen people with blue check marks next to their name constantly say, oh, they're going to get Mickey Loomis is going to turn this into a bidding war. And that was always ridiculous. That was always a glass half full, black and gold eyeglasses point of view. This was never going to be a bidding war. This was never going to be multiple first round picks. This was always going to be one first round pick. And kudos to Mickey for squeezing a little bit of extra line yap out of it, getting the second-round pick and swapping the picks next year. So for New Orleans, I think it closes the door. Because as long as Peyton was out of coaching but not coaching anywhere else, if that makes sense, like out of the profession but not with another team, there was always going to be this small thought in the back of people's minds, as ridiculous as it may be, Maybe he's going to come back to the Saints one day. Maybe he's just recharging his batteries and he's going to come back to New Orleans one day. 
now with this done, um, that's obviously out the door. And he's going to be moving off to Denver and trying to rebuild his career. What I would love to know, and we may learn about this 20 years from now in some book. We may learn about this in some press conference in the future. I don't know. But what I would love to know is what happened in New Orleans. Because I remember when he resigned or retired or whatever you wanted to call it, stepped away. I watched his press conference. And it was, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I need to recharge. Oh, you know, it's just time to step away. I remember all the different nonsense and BS that he said. I remember all of it. That was only one year ago. But then as more and more time went on, it slowly became, well, um, I, I very much so want to still coach, but it's got to be the right situation. It's got to be the right fit. It's got to be the right team, the right ownership group. So what about New Orleans is it that you didn't like? There are rumors that there was a growing discontent and disconnect between Peyton and Loomis. I think that's part of it. I think Peyton also really tired of the fact that, let's be honest, man, I don't know how dedicated ownership is for New Orleans. Um, Mrs. Benson could say she's dedicated and committed to the teams until she's blue in the face, but... um, at the end of the day, you know, that remains to be seen. And there are some things that, you know, maybe New Orleans could do differently to kind of show greater commitment from the ownership position in the future. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep eyes on that as New Orleans goes forward. A couple of things that I would like to be paying attention to. A, is Sean going to try to bring Pete Carmichael to Denver with him? If so, that could be the biggest win of the offseason for New Orleans if they would finally free themselves up off of that albatross and actually get an offensive mind that's unique from the Sean Payton way of doing things into the building. Um, That's one thing to pay attention to. Two, can Sean revitalize and turn Russell Wilson's career around? Um, Because, man, I got to tell you, Russell Wilson was, was terrible last year. Like, not just bad, not, you know, average, mediocre, like, terrible. And he's not paid to be terrible. He's paid to be elite. He's got one of the biggest contracts in the game and was awful. So we'll see. Can Sean rub his magic and you know try to, to do something to salvage something out of that contract and out of that player? Because he's now 34 years old. And last year he was he was not good. 16 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. He wasn't running anymore. So how will that scheme look in Denver as Peyton tries to turn that thing around in a brutal division? Brutal. And that's the last takeaway, is that Sean Payton must really want to coach bad. Really want to coach bad. Um, because he's willingly leaving broadcasting at a lucrative deal to go and coach a maybe at quarterback in a division that has a lot of definitely's. Mahomes is a definitely. You're facing him two times a year. Herbert's a definitely. You're facing him two times a year. And a conference that has a lot of definitely's. You know, Josh Allen is a definitely. Burrow's a definitely. Like, 
you're going into a a brutal division in a brutal conference on a hope and a prayer that a 34-year-old quarterback who looked like he was washed up to high heaven last year will suddenly be different. Sean could have just as easily sat out a year and maybe had San Diego, or I keep saying San Diego, maybe had Los Angeles Chargers, could have maybe had Dallas, could have maybe had Miami, could have maybe had a lot of other desirable locations. But the fact that he really wanted it this year tells me he had that itch pretty bad and he didn't want to sit out anymore and that he really wanted to get back into the game. So it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be interesting to see. New Orleans gets a first-round pick out of it. They're going to have to cash in on that first-round pick. It's going to be a late first-round pick. Um, but it'll be an opportunity to get, hopefully, you know, a starter or hopefully a guy who will make an impact on their team next season. <clears throat> I, in terms of getting a new quarterback, you're not going to get your guy at, at 30. I don't believe, not in the draft this year, I don't believe you're going to get your guy at 30. You can maybe package or trade up or whatever. Use that as a, I don't know. But we'll be interested to see how Mickey Loomis handles that situation for the New Orleans Saints, a team that has a whole lot of needs, uh, but not a whole lot of resources to get there. But chapter closed, book closed. Let's start a new chapter. Sean Payton is officially off to Denver. And I think... I think at the end of the day, this is going to be good for Dennis Allen too, right? Like I think Dennis Allen's a dunce. I don't think he's going to succeed in New Orleans. I think that he, by the middle of next season, will be out the door. They're going to fire him. Like I don't think next year is going to be promising. I think Dennis Allen's going to get fired. I thought it was a mistake to bring him back. Um, but it, it, with all that having been said, it was unfair to Dennis Allen that every single step that he made last year, he was compared to Sean Payton. And that during the year, Sean Payton was like going and visiting the locker room and tweeting and texting and talking to Mark Ingram on Fox and telling Mark like, hey, bro, you better stop fumbling. Like Sean was kind of the the surrogate coach from the from afar, watching from afar that the players kind of still respected more so than Dennis Allen in many ways. And I think that was kind of unfair. So now with Sean somewhere else, and that door officially closed, maybe it kind of could become his team for a change and not just the team that he's babysitting. And maybe, who knows, that might end up being a positive for the Saints. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. I'll tell you my thoughts on Tom Brady's retirement. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We've also got our Q&A mailbag a little later in the show on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the Ragin' Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Does your vehicle need servicing and you don't want to drive too far? Calvin Braxton Ford Service Department in Lockport is offering these specials until further notice. Get a diesel oil change for $159.95 or a gas-only oil change for $49.95, up to five quarts. Calvin Braxton Ford, 5978 LE1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. 
Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. It's apropos, but that's pretty much what Tampa Bay is going to be doing now. They're going to be burning it down as Tom Brady announces that he is retiring from the NFL. Um, Tom announced that on social media in a video today and said that he is going to be ending his 23-year NFL career, which ended this season with a first-round playoff loss in a division championship on a Tampa Bay team that, quite frankly, wasn't any good, uh, that took advantage of being in a bad division. I think that there were some dominoes here that just, frankly, just didn't go Tom's way. I think that Tom would have wanted to play for San Francisco, but maybe got a signal, you know, from the 49ers, hey, like, we like this Brock Purdy. Like, no, you're not an option for us. I think Tom would have wanted to pair up with Sean Payton, and Sean goes to Denver, and then, like, the very next day, Brady's retiring. Like, there are just some signs here that there were some contingency plans for Brady to continue going. But when all those things didn't happen, Brady's hand was kind of forced, and he had to just say, you know what? This is it for me. And here's the thing, man. There are a lot of people here in Louisiana, around the country, that are not big Tom Brady fans. Um, and, and hey, that's okay. Like you're entitled to root for whoever you want to root for. If you're not, a, if like you're not a Brady guy, like that, that's cool. I'm not gonna disrespect that thought or an opinion. It's an opinion. You can think whatever you want to think. But what I'm not gonna sit here and do is listen to anybody who starts to oh he was overrated. Uh, he won the Super Bowl seven times that's more than like every other franchise pretty much has won the Super Bowl he won more playoff games than every other NFL team but four he did that 
five-time Super Bowl MVP, three-time NFL MVP, 15-time Pro Bowler, and just completely rewrote the NFL record book. The most wins, 251. The most pass attempts, 12,050. The most completions, 7,753. The most touchdowns, 649. The most yards, 89,214. The most completions in a season. The, the, the longest touchdown pass, 99 yards. Like <clears throat> Everything that you could do in a career, he's done. And I don't know that we're ever going to see anyone match the level of success that he's had in his career. For his career, he was 7,753 completions for 12,050 attempts. That's a 64.3 completion percentage. 649 touchdowns, 212 interceptions, 89,214 passing yards, and a passer rating of 97.2. That's out of this world good. And then you go to this past season where, admittedly, he was not as good this year as he had been in years past. Okay, so what does Tom Tom Brady's bad season look like? 490 for 733. By the way, that's two NFL records, by the way, for completions in a season and attempts in a season. 4,694 yards. That's a 67% completion clip. 25 touchdowns and nine interceptions. That's his bad year. 25 and nine. Like, that would be a great Dak Prescott year. That's Tom Brady's best, uh, worst ever year. Like, the dude is the GOAT. In basketball, we have the LeBron Jordan debate. I don't think it's a debate. I think it's actually, you know, ridiculous. I think that LeBron is far behind Mike. In baseball, we have goat debates. Who's the best hitter? Who's the best this? Who's the best that? I think Pete Rose is the best all-around baseball player that's ever lived. But because we penalize him for his gambling habits where he bet on his team every day, he had a little bit too much belief in his guys every day, we have suddenly exiled him from even being in the conversation. But in two sports, well, really, well, in golf, you got Tiger and Jack. There's a debate there. But in two sports, there's a clear cut. No debating, no disputing GOAT. In hockey, Wayne Gretzky is the best hockey player who has ever lived. And anyone who debates you and tries to tell you otherwise should probably kind of sort of get giggled at because Gretzky's stats far outweigh anybody else's. And in the NFL, it's the same thing. Tom Brady is the best football player to ever play in the NFL. We are not going to, in today's day and age of NFL parity, where the salary cap structure is set up for you to be terrible one year and good the next year, We're not going to ever see another player have the sustained level of success that Tom Brady had. Won seven Super Bowls. Lost in several other Super Bowls. Lost via miracle in a couple of other Super Bowls. He could just as easily be a nine-time Super Bowl champion, if not for some bad breaks going against him. The dude is the GOAT. 
it's okay to not like him. It's okay to say, oh, he's a brat. Oh, he throws his iPad. Oh, he's a poor loser. He's this and he's that. That's okay. But what's not okay is demeaning nor detracting from the fact that this dude balled his ass off throughout the course of his career. He started his career in 2000. 2000. And he was still playing at a high level this year in 2023. That's that's incredible. Amazing longevity for a guy who wasn't even supposed to be in this spot. Right? Like, I think this story wouldn't be so cool if he were a college prodigy, dominated at Michigan, was the number one pick in the draft. He was a sixth-round pick. Was never even supposed to like be a starter. Just had that little chip on his shoulder. Just kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. Ended up being the best damn player to ever play the sport. So to all of you, and look, it's signing day today. To all of you guys out there who are signing. Who maybe are not a starter after your freshman year. who maybe are not satisfied with your playing time after your freshman year or maybe even your sophomore year and who want to get trendy because every single student athlete now jumps into the transfer portal. Everyone. Got to go, got to go, got to go. Can't be complacent. Got to be moving. Got to go to the next team, next situation. Grass is greener on the other side. Just know this. The best player to ever play Played all four years at Michigan and was only a starter for like two of those years. He sat, he waited his turn, got better, developed his craft, and ended up being the best player of all time. Just something to think about. Something to pay attention to as Tom Brady says goodbye. From the NFC South perspective, this is obviously good news for New Orleans, right? Guy who beat you twice is now out of the league. What does Tampa Bay do at quarterback going forward? Does anybody really think they're going to start Kyle Trask at quarterback? Dude was, frankly, terrible in college. <laughs> I never was a big Kyle Trask guy in college even, and now he's kind of the next in line to be the dude in Tampa. Anybody think that's really how that's going to go? I think they're going to be in the market shopping pretty heavily for a quarterback. I should be more kind to Kyle Trask, by the way. See his last season at Florida. He was actually balling. 43 touchdowns, eight interceptions. LSU always kind of beat up on him a little bit, but he actually had a good college career. But that's neither here nor there. Does anybody really think he's going to be the guy to replace Tom Brady? I for sure as hell don't. I think that Tampa's going to be in the market. And now you got an NFC South that has four teams that don't have a quarterback. Four teams that doesn't know where they're going to be heading under center going into the future. It's absurd. It's crazy, man. Like, it's crazy where the league is headed where, like, I could make the argument that if you're ranking the best five or six situations in the NFL... Make the argument that every single one of them is in the AFC. 
Tell me an NFC team. And look, think about this. I'm, I'm, I'm being genuine. I'm being, I'm being sincere right now. Tell me an NFC team that you could definitively say right now that team's going to be good for the next five, six years. Dallas? Eh. Your quarterback sucks. Your head coach is kind of on shaky footing. Green Bay, your quarterback's old. Philly? Yeah, hey, Philly, rocking and rolling right now. Got an extra first-round pick. Your situation looks pristine. Is Jalen Hurts going to stay healthy? History shows that type of player ends up running into a wall. Like, are you sure five years from now it's going to be good? Everything in the South is trash. The Rams are a mess. The 49ers, none of your quarterbacks could stay healthy. There's not a single sure bet in the entire NFC. In the AFC, I could tell you right now, Buffalo's going to be around. Cincinnati with Burrow's going to be around. I think Watson's going to bounce back. I think the Browns are in a pretty good spot. The Jags with Lawrence, they're in a good spot. Denver with Sean Payton, I would like to see a little more of it, but I think they're going to be in a pretty good spot. Kansas City with Mahomes, they're in a good spot. The Chargers with Herbert, they're in a good spot. The NFC is a dumpster fire. And the balance of power is so heavily shifted to the AFC that it makes you wonder, like, if one NFC team could just catch fire, make some good moves and get hot, they could really do some damage because it appears to be wide open. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll answer your questions in our mailbag segment. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe, and Thibodeau. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. 
It's the President's Day sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's Mardi Gras time, and Joe's Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten, and eighteen stall restroom trailers from everyone at Joe's Septic Contractors. Have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit joeseptic.com. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. By far the most entertaining storyline in wrestling right now. It's the Bloodline theme music. It's play-by-play on KLEB. I hope you guys are enjoying your day. Sincerely hope you guys are enjoying your day. Um, It's Casey Justler here. We've got 30 minutes to spend with you. We're off radio-wise tonight. You know, some things just work out, man. Like, some things just work out. We're off tonight on radio. Tomorrow we've got LCO and Golden Meadow. I was double-booked. I was booked to go to Nichols tomorrow. Nichols was scheduled to host uh, Texas A&M Commerce. So, like, I was going to miss Celcio and Golden Meadow, a game that I've been looking forward to all year. I was going to miss all the action and all the excitement, and, like, I just wasn't going to go. I mean, other obligations, Nichols is pretty lucrative for me. It's a good gig, and I was going to do what I had to do, be a grown-up, be a big boy, and I was going to not go. Well... Got a text at about 5.30 yesterday. <laughs> the Nichols game is canceled. Uh, Commerce is near the Dallas area. They're being hammered by a winter storm. They can't leave Dallas. They can't make the trip to Thibodeau. The game has been rescheduled to February 20. So, your neighborhood friendly play-by-play guy will be live on location for LCO and Golden Meadow tomorrow. Radio, video, the full nine yards. Cannot wait to be out there to watch the Lady Bulldogs and the Lady Lions, the you know the boy teams, the boy game. It's going to be so exciting to see LCO lock up with Golden Meadow tomorrow. 5.30 opening tip for the girls. Around 6.30, 7 o'clock for the boys. Can't wait to see how that one shakes out. We've got our mailbag segment here. Um, if you've got a question... Figure out how to get it to me, man. I know I've given you my methods so many times, but if you're listening for the first time, 
at Casey underscore Justclare on Twitter. We're at KLEB Radio on Twitter. I'm Casey Justclare on Facebook. We're KLEB Radio on Facebook. I'm JustclareCasey at gmail.com. If you got my number, if you know me personally, shoot me a text. Find a way to get your question to me. The first listener wants to know, uh, what do you think the Saints will target this offseason? Um, obviously, right out the gate, you know, quarterback. I, I but But... I'll say this. I do think that there's a possibility and a very realistic possibility that it's going to be Andy Dalton again. It's not going to be Jameis Winston. He's going to get released. The reports with Jameis Winston in New Orleans are ugly. Um, Jameis Winston's a low-character guy. He was since college. He kind of bluffed and fooled everybody into thinking otherwise because he said some nice things in some press conferences and clapped and cheered on the sidelines. But reports out in New Orleans that Winston was asked to start later on in the season for New Orleans, and he said no. That's basically betrayal. That's basically him turning his back on his teammates. Screw that guy. He needs to not be in New Orleans. Frankly, he needs to not be in the NFL anymore. Um, Don't know how many more opportunities he could piss away before we need to realize and understand that guy's not good for the league. Um, But anyway, I think that there's a possibility that they try to get another quarterback and just realize, like, can't find one. To which case, I think that there's a possibility where they're going to have to say, it's Dalton time. And everybody's going to be upset by that. But if that's the best option, look, another year of Andy Dalton is way better, way better than paying premium pricing to a guy who's not going to be much better than Andy Dalton. That's the thing about Andy. He's he's not very good, but he's affordable. He doesn't break your, your salary cap structure for the next decade. I would much rather have Andy Dalton on a low-priced, short-term deal than I would rather have Russell Wilson, who's being paid $200-plus million to be awful. So I think New Orleans is going to try to shoot for the stars. They're going to try to hit the home run. But if all they could do is get a base hit, and it would be a really expensive base hit, they're going to hand it back to Dalton and say, hey, go get him, kid. One more year. People will riot. Most people don't understand the economics of it. That would be the, the right thing to do. You don't want to pay Ryan Tannehill $26 million. You don't want to pay Daniel Jones $35 million a year. No. If those are your options and if and if you don't realistically have somebody who like changes your franchise in hand, then you just run it back with what you got and realize, hey, we're, we're going to suck at quarterback and that's okay. Let's try to be better everywhere else. Listener wants to know Casey with the, or who will main event WrestleMania and will this be where Roman Reigns drops the title? So let's talk about this. I think WWE is red hot right now. Their ratings numbers have exploded. The Royal Rumble was the most watched Royal Rumble in history. But I do think they're about to screw up their WrestleMania main event. With all that having been said. The most exciting and intriguing storyline in wrestling right now is Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. The most entertaining storyline right now in wrestling is not Cody Rhodes winning the Royal Rumble. 
with Sami Zayn hitting Roman Reigns across the back with a chair. Go back and watch the Royal Rumble from this weekend. What was the loudest crowd reaction of the night? What was it when Cody finally threw Gunther over the top rope and won the Rumble? Nope. It was when Sammy blasted Roman with a chair and turned on the bloodline. That's your box office. That's where your most eyeballs are right now. And that, in my opinion, is where they should go for the main event. Now, it appears that they're not going to. It appears that Sammy will face Roman at Elimination Chamber, which I think is a pointless match because everyone in the world knows that Roman's going to main event WrestleMania. So there's no chance for Sammy winning the match. So why are we compelled to even watch it? And look, I'm not dissing Cody. I think that Cody and Roman will be fine. I just don't think it's the biggest story. And I think at WrestleMania, you need your biggest story for your biggest show. And I think that they're making a mistake there. Casey, will South LaFouche soccer play in the playoffs? It's been a great season. Heard the brackets came out where the Tarpons part of the field. Yeah, they were. Uh, boys and girls both. Um, the boys are on the road against North Vermilion to start. They lost on Saturday, didn't get the home game that they were hoping for, but they're taking on North Vermilion on Saturday. The girls are taking on uh, Turlings Catholic. So boys and girls soccer will be in the playoffs. Speaking of Saturday, by the way, Sports Corner coming from Etouffee. We're super excited about that. I meant to, meant to mention that earlier in the show, uh, but heck, this is going to be our most listened to segment of this show, so might as well get it out now when most ears are listening Etouffee on Saturday will be hosting the Sports Corner out there. We'll be enjoying good food, good people, good camaraderie. Come hang out with us 10 to 12. We're at Etouffee on Saturday for the Sports Corner. Listener wants to know, Casey, will the Pelicans make a trade before the NBA's trade deadline? I think they should. I think that the Pelicans need to be very receptive to drastic change. Very receptive to drastic change. Because the worst thing that you could be in the NBA is comfortable with not being good enough. I think every person in the Pelicans organization should be honest with themselves right now and know and understand that even if Zion were healthy, your roster's not good enough to win the NBA championship. Even if Zion were out there with Ingram, with McCollum, and the full kit and caboodle were there, you're not good enough to win it all. So if you're not good enough to win it all, why wouldn't you then be trying to get good enough to win it all? The Pelicans have a three-headed monster with Zion, Ingram, and McCollum. The problem with that is two parts of the three-part monster Kind of, sort of unreliable in the biggest stakes. Column's getting a little older. How much longer is he going to be viable for the contract that he's being paid? Ingram doesn't guard a lick. And the Pelicans' defense actually gets worse whenever he's in the lineup. Markedly worse, by the way. There's a reason why. The Lakers were bad with all of the young players, with the Lonzo Ball, with the Ingrams, and with the Josh Hart's and all the young players. But then they immediately made the trade for Anthony Davis and won the NBA championship. There's a reason why. Because a lot of those guys don't do the small things necessary to win at the absolute highest level. 
And I think the Pelicans need to be very receptive to the idea that, okay, some of the moves that we've made have gotten us from the floor to the middle of the skyscraper, but I don't want to sign a lease in the middle of the skyscraper. I want to sign a lease at the top of the skyscraper. So then now you go and make some additional moves and you go and fix yourself and you go and get right. Get all the way to the top. That's what I would do. Now, will they do that? I don't know, but that's what I would do. So just something to pay attention to. Next question comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, with LSU being loaded in baseball, where does Gavin Dugas fit into the plans? Great question. Really, really, man, all these have been really good questions. Uh, Dugas is not going to factor into the outfield plans, I don't think. Maybe a spot start here or there. Um, But... Um, I'm sorry, but with that having been said, he is factored to be a designated hitter candidate. He's factored to be a second base candidate. That's the thing about Dugas, man. He's so damn versatile. He could do anything that you need him to do on the diamond. He could play anywhere that you need him to play on the diamond. So when you got a guy like that, you could just plug in place. <laughs> if the left fielder is sick and needs a day off, okay, Dugas, go play left. If the first baseman is sick and needs a day off or is in a slump or you know, studying for a final exam. Duga, go play first. If, you know, everybody's full strength, but he's one of your best nine, Duga, go play second. Like a dude like that is going to just fit. Going to just fit. And I saw, and this is what's got me so jacked up about LSU baseball. They're about to clobber everybody. I saw a projected batting order the other day where Duga was factored. (laughs) Listen to this. He was factored into the LSU lineup, slated to hit ninth. Ninth. This is a dude that once almost led the SEC in RBI. He was slated to hit ninth. Who that offense. They're going to put pressure on pitchers. They are going to roll past the opposition. Can't wait to see how they piece this all together. Three more to go. Casey, why do you like James Harden so much? Um, It happened artificially, really, to be honest with you. It wasn't like I followed him in Arizona State. No, it was... As a kid, I was a diehard Orlando Magic fan. Shaq and Penny, like, that was my stuff. Shaq moves on. Penny kind of gets hurt, flakes out. I stay an Orlando Magic fan. They signed Grant Hill, Tracy McGrady... I was a huge Orlando Magic fan. I was a big, diehard Tracy McGrady fan, even more than I am now with James Harden. Huge Tracy McGrady fan. Tracy McGrady gets tired of Orlando, uh, demands a trade, gets traded to the Houston Rockets. Well, guess what? Adios amigo, Orlando. I'm going to Houston. McGrady's with Yao. They partner up. You know, make a good pairing. Neither could stay healthy long enough to potentially chase the championship, which was their end goal. And McGrady kind of filters out. Well, McGrady's at the end of his line. I'm not going to follow him to the Spurs and to the Knicks and some of those teams where he was signing 10-day contracts. So I said, hey, I'm, I'm just staying with Houston. Like, I like the colors. You know, it's close. If I want to go watch a game, I'll go watch a game. Like, it, it's close. 
after the McGrady era. Oh, Rockets made that crazy trade. Got James Harden. Like, who's this dude? I remember watching on League Pass the first game that James Harden played for the Houston Rockets. Didn't really know him. I mean, I knew obviously knew who he was, knew he played for Oklahoma City. Didn't really know his style much. Didn't really know what it would look like. Like, they traded for Harden, gave up Kevin Martin, who was coming off of a pretty good year, and, like, they said out front, like, this is our guy now. And I'm thinking to myself, like, Kevin Martin's a pretty damn good player, like, averaging 20-plus points a game. I'm sure how this is going to work. The first night of Harden's career in Houston, I knew that the trade was a robbery. He's out there crossing over, getting to the lane, scoring 30-plus points, leading the Rockets to a road win, like just dominating the game. And I was hooked. Here's the thing about the Rockets, and here's the thing about Harden, man. You guys could hate, and you guys could poke fun and say, oh, he ain't never won a ring, he's a choke artist, blah, 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 blah. Several times in his career, he anchored the second-best team in the NBA. There were several times in his career where he versus the Warriors was actually the NBA Finals because if the Rockets had beaten the Warriors, they also would have beaten the Cavs for the championship. And one time in his career, they actually were better than the Warriors because if Chris Paul didn't get hurt that one year, the Rockets are up 3-2, to two, the Rockets would have knocked them out. So, yeah, he hasn't won at all, but in the NBA, very rarely do the star players win at all. It's kind of an era-based sport. Only a handful of the highest of the high go on these runs and actually win it all. Damian Lillard's never won it all. John Morant's never won it all. Carmelo Anthony's never won it all. Like it's it's a sport where not a lot of guys do win it all. There's not a lot of parity. You get hot and then you go on a run for three, four years. And somebody else gets hot, they go on a run for three, four years. That's just the way the sport is. And his cycle never timed out right for him to win the championship. But I think they got a shot this year. But that anyway, that's gonna be remain to be seen. Casey, what's the best sports video game of all time? Um, I could tell you the one that's the most sentimental to me is um, Tecmo Super Bowl, the final edition or something like that. I don't even know. Let let me Google this. I'm going to make sure I tell you the name. Tecmo Super Bowl final edition. It was a Super Nintendo game, and I'll tell you why it's my favorite. Um, Let's see. Yeah, Tecmo Super Bowl Three, the final edition. It was released on Super Nintendo in 1994, and it's my favorite sports video game of all time because um, it, like, introduced us to a whole new world of sports gaming. Like, there was free agency. You could cut players after the offseason. You could sign players. It was the first game that I could remember that actually had multiple seasons. Before you'd play a season, you'd win the Super Bowl, you'd beat the game. This was the first one that actually had like, okay, after you win the Super Bowl or lose in the playoffs, then you start building for next season. And it laid the foundation for everything that we now do on Madden and 2K and like all that stuff. That game laid the foundation for it. I played that game with my brother for hours and hours and hours of my life. I remember we lived out in Galliano. He would lay in the bed. I'd sit on the floor. We played that game together for hours. Great memories as a kid. You know, we spent a lot of time together doing that. Had a lot of fun doing that. That is, in my opinion, the best sports video game of all time. Casey, last question: Who are some early favorites in local high school baseball? Um, I think Thibodeau is going to be good. Ed White is going to be good. CCA is going to be good. Um, 
South Terrebonne, hell, they won the state championship. They return a lot. They're going to be awfully good. Um, that's not to say, you know, you know, I'm listing off these teams. That's not to say that I think South Lafouche isn't going to be good. I just want to see more. I think they're going to be very competitive. Um, I think Vanderbilt's kind of in the same boat, boat as South Lafouche. Ex- extremely good last year. Lost a lot. Want to see a little more and see how they could compete. But I think it's going to be another great baseball year. I think Bourgeois is going to be solid, terrible. Like, I don't know that I could look definitively at one team and say, hey, you guys aren't going to be good. I think everybody's going to be competitive and everybody's going to be more than capable of throwing an arm out there on any given day that can knock somebody off. And that's why there's going to be a lot of intrigue about this season. Thanks for the questions. We will catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we are going to um, get our picks and then we'll get out of here. It's play-by-play on KLEB. As a recipient of a prize from Coastal Broadcasting of LaRose Incorporated, also known as KLEB, 1600 AM, also known as the Ragin' Cajun, you are responsible for applicable taxes and our licensing fees. We are not responsible if a prize is damaged or breaks, an event is canceled or if a business closes. When mailing prizes, our station is not responsible for prizes that are damaged or lost. One winner per household for 30 days. Winner must have a picture ID and must pick up prizes within 30 days. You may also pick up most prizes at our studio office, 11603 Highway 308, LaRose. Thank you for listening. Tiger fans, are you looking for the latest news on all things LSU? Then Tiger Rag Magazine is your go-to source. Whether you pick up the magazine or browse over to the website, Tiger Rag Magazine provides you with the most up-to-date information on all the sports, university, and recruiting news that matters to you. Find it at your local newsstand or online at TigerRag.com. Here we go! Let's face it, we all know that the recruiting scene at LSU can get a little wild. Don't fret. Now more than ever, Tiger Rag Magazine is staying ahead of the game when it comes to name, image, likeness regulations. Thanks to our Tiger Rag Magazine experts and analysts, we can help you understand what it means to LSU and how you can stand formed on this rapidly changing landscape. Plus, our website makes it easy for fans to get their hands on all the information they need about LSU athletics. Get your subscriptions today. So, if you're looking for in-depth coverage of everything LSU, Look no further than Tiger Rag Magazine. Available on newsstands or online, tigerrag.com. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you.
There's no combination of words I could put on the back of a postcard. No song that I could sing, but I can try for your heart. Welcome back to Play by Play. Hope you guys are enjoying yourselves. I want to thank Brody Williams for the time. We'll try to get Turtle tomorrow to uh, talk about all of the things that Turtle and I talk about. Um, let's get some betting picks to you guys, and then we'll wrap up the show tonight. In the world of the NBA, I like, um, let's go with this one. I like the Suns minus one and a half over the Hawks. <laughs> the Suns are starting to turn up the Jets. They're starting to get to a new phase. They're starting to play better basketball. I think that they're going to get a win. I like uh, the Orlando Magic plus nine and a half tonight against Philly. The Magic always play the 76ers tough, and I think that they're going to give them a run. I think the 76ers are going to win, but I think the Magic are going to give them a run. Um, College basketball, I like Georgetown plus 13 and a half over Creighton. That's just a lot, man. I know Georgetown's bad, but that, that's a lot. I think that, that Georgetown's going to cover that number. Um, I like over 135 and a half for Penn State and Purdue. Let's see. I also like um, one more that I saw here on the list, and then we'll wrap up today's show. Let's see. It's going to be right. Here, I like over 145 for Marquette and Villanova. I think that that game will go over. And then I'm also going to go under 147.5 for LSU and Missouri. LSU just, just flat out can't score. And I think that, you know, if they do their usual where they score 45 points, you know, it's going to be too much to ask for that game to go over. Thanks to everybody for listening. Hope you guys have had a wonderful day. We'll be back tomorrow at the same time with a wonderful show. Thanks for your questions. Um, your participation in what we're doing is certainly appreciated. We're off radio-wise tonight, uh, but we're back at it tomorrow with LCO and Golden Medal, but first we'll have play-by-play in the afternoon. So, wrap it up. Have a great rest of the day, you guys. God bless. You've been listening to Play-by-Play. We'll be back tomorrow. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.